A few years ago, when my wife Liz and I traveled to Jerusalem, we agreed that our most profound experience came when we visited the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, the very site where Jesus was crucified and then laid in the tomb. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre is probably one of the most venerated sites in all of Christendom. Christian tradition generally places the tomb of Adam right beneath the spot where Jesus was crucified. And there is this passageway that leads beneath the earth just under the site where the cross of our Lord stood. And what is revealed there is a deep split, an opening in the rock. And it is said that our Lord, at our Lord's death, the earth opened and the blood of Jesus dripped down and landed on the skull of Adam. And at that very moment, all of humanity from the beginning of time was redeemed. So this tradition is based on some degree of truth for in the Gospel of Matthew, we read how at the moment of Jesus's death, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split and the tombs were opened. Jesus, the new Adam, brings life in the place of death. Where the first Adam disobeyed the will of God and so then entered death, Jesus, by his obedience to the will of God, destroyed death and so entered eternal life. So we must not miss the significance of what the destruction of death on this day really means for us. In Mark's gospel, we hear Jesus prophesy about the power that will be released upon his own death. And he says that no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then indeed he may plunder his goods. Satan is the strong man. His house is this world. And we are or were his goods. And so Good Friday is called the celebration of the Lord's passion. Why do we celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus on the cross on this day? It's because by his cross that we are saved. Jesus entered into this world for the single purpose of entering into, the, into Satan's house, to bind him and to plunder what he claimed to be his own. You see, Satan's hatred 
for mankind was utterly defeated by Jesus' love. By Jesus' love for you and for me. And he rescued us by way of the cross. But make no mistake, Satan has not given up. And he is very intentional about trying to reclaim what was taken from him. Even though Satan knows, and he does, that he is defeated, he is bent on taking as many souls to hell as he can. Remember that the world is his domain. And he knows all the hiding places. And he patiently waits in the shadows in order to subdue us in our weakness. But we simply cannot succumb to the lies being perpetrated by a culture of hopelessness. As hard and as difficult and perhaps as dark as it may seem in the midst of this pandemic, we are not without hope. And whenever we are overwhelmed by fear, whenever we are overwhelmed by anxiety or thoughts of being unloved or somehow abandoned, look to the crucifix because there we see love manifested. What was intended to be an instrument of torture, what was intended to be an instrument of ridicule and degradation became so much more than just a symbol, but a real channel of love and mercy and exaltation. So no one here must ever say or believe they, that they are unloved or unwanted. Because to say that is to deny that. You see, the cross is not something that was forced on Jesus. In fact, he chose it. In fact, he came for it. And why is that? It's because God's infinite love for you and for me does not end. And so as we come forward to venerate the cross, and please do so in whatever manner you feel most comfortable, as we come forward to venerate the cross, we are, in a sense, transported to Golgotha, the place of the skull, to give thanks and praise to the one who sought us out, to give thanks and praise to the one who loved and redeemed us. And so it is with full hearts that we are able to say, we adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, for by your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. <laughs>